Dear God, thank you for loving me. No matter what happens, I'll always know that you love me, and I've been loved by you. Thank you, Lord, for that. Be with us now, Lord, as we learn more about your love and words of affirmation, how they can help us share love with those around us. In your precious son's name, amen. Amen. Uh, the reading is from Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Uh, a lot of us know it as the Beatitudes. All right. When Jesus, it's, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed the hillside. Those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. This is what he said. You're blessed. When you're at the end of your rope, with less of you, there is more of God and his rule. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one who most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be bought. You're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. God's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourself cared for. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart, put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of complete, compete and fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourself blessed every time people put you down and throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer, even. For though they don't like it, I do. And I'll have an applause. And know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. And um, I, I like this. When I first read this, like, well, this is, you know, words of affirmation. And, and if you go on the internet and look for words of affirmation, there's books, collections of words, I mean, you name it. I mean, I've got here, I, I found on the internet a list of 100 affirmation phrases you could do as a parent to your kid. Uh, it, it just, you know, like, <coughs> I think you're fantastic. I like you. Spending time with you reminds me of how special you are. You're an interesting person. You're a great example. Great job for your home on your homework. Good thinking. You give the best hugs. I appreciate you so much. You did that? You're amazing. Wow. You did a great job cleaning your room. You have a big heart. You're so generous. And it keeps going on with different phrases. And I'm thinking, well, if you think of those, if God's the Father and we're the kids, it's nice to hear some of those. I did good on my homework. Yay! Okay, that's reading the Bible every day, but, you know, it's still homework. <laughs> I remember God's there. Words of affirmation come in many ways, but I think when we're trying to experience it or help others, a lot of it is, and it's, what I was always taught when I was a kid, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Amen. And people will look at me and I was like, I always try to find the positive in everything. It's worst situation. Come on, there's gotta be a positive in here. Let's look for it. 
I don't know if you've any of you seen Haley Mills and Pollyanna. I like to watch that at least once a year. Why? Because she learned the positive of everything. Her parents were missionaries overseas and they unfortunately passed, so she ends up going to Aunt Polly because she was named after Polly and Pollyanna. So her Aunt Polly, it's like, she had a really bad dress on and no doll. She thought, I'd really like a doll, you know? She says, I prayed and prayed. We got the missionary package in and it came with crutches. And she says, and her, father, her aunt says, there's nothing good about that. She says, yes, there was. I didn't need the crutches. <laughs> I mean, there's always a positive side to everything. There's nothing so dark. You can't find it and say it. So people start what? Lifting their souls up to the positive. Bette Midler, I didn't even know. I, I heard that beginning of the month before I even looked at any of the scriptures and everything. It was like, I think I heard it last month before I preached, but I had my song pick. And I came up and I was like, gotta use that for church. That's what we're doing next Sunday I preach. That's the one I'm going to do. And I like it because what? Sure, it's someone who could be talking to a partner in life, a person that they're in love with. But it's also us being able to talk to God that way too. I know I've been loved because I was loved by you. And that's where all love starts, is being loved by God. And to positively acknowledge that to others around you, as the Beatitude said, may create persecution, may cause problems, but don't give it up. I still remember several years ago, I forget when it was, uh, uh, ladies of church wanted to do a Bible study of some kind. And I was like, great. And I sat in the first one, and they said, oh, we finished that one, let's do another one. And they all looked at me and says, we want you to do that. All I do every day is try to experience God's love and share it with those around me, not to tear people down, but to try to build them up, no matter what happens, to see the positive side and everything. And people notice. I have people come to me to talk to me. Why? Because they need someone that is centered. God knows I am not that centered all the time. I have issues. I mean, me, this time of year, I spent, God, how many years? Years and years going home for Christmas. And then all of a sudden, like 18 years ago, I hardly ever get to see him. So it was like over 50, almost 50 years, I went home every year for Christmas to see family, my brother or somebody. Now I spend it alone. And people think, God, that's so depressing. No, you can make it a positive, folks. It's like, all right. And, and I don't know if any of you, some of you seen my Facebook, Facebook post yesterday, but it's like, I, it's like a Christmas break when I was in school. It's like all of a sudden, like Friday was like wrapping things up. It's like there's hardly, we just have to do a little bit on Monday and then we're off Tuesday and Wednesday. And it's like back Thursday, like, yeah, it's like a Christmas break. Well, just one day I've got to work in there, but it's a Christmas break. So that's why I felt like yesterday. It's like, yeah, the whole season, everybody's turn, tuned into it. Everybody's ready for what? Love to be shared. And this is the season when we see it the most. When we acknowledge God loved us so much that he sent a son, Jesus, to be ours. I thought about sharing, because words of affirmation are what? When we say things positive to someone to build them up, to show them we love them. And so I thought, this passage, well, doesn't actually go there and help me do it. That, well, maybe John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent us on. I said, nope, that's acts of love. That's not me affirming someone. Darn, that one won't work. 
And I was like, okay, let me keep looking. There's gotta be a phrase out there somewhere that we can use. So the next one after that, I said, well, there's always 1 Corinthians 13, right? It's the whole love chapter. We all know that one. I was like, okay, then there's 13, 13. But for right now, until the completeness, you have three things to lead us toward the consumption. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly, extravagantly. And the best of these is love. Well, that really didn't come in there because it does have a phrase at the beginning that says, I can say all sorts of good, elegant things, but if I don't have love, it's so just blowing in the wind and useless. So, all right. It's hard to, I think God's trying to show love more in action because we needed it. They needed it back then. We need to know we're loved 100% right where we're at. And I think there's plenty of examples of that. And acceptance is an amazing thing for our heart. So when I think about affirming those around me and God affirming me, God did it every time he says, I love you. I did this for you. I love you. God doesn't necessarily have to point out all my positives. God just keeps repeating, I love you. I love you. I love you. And it's up for me to what? Remember, that is a phrase of affirmation. God telling me he loves me is a phrase of affirmation. It means I am something special in that God's eyes. I am worthy. I am amazed that I am that worthy. And that's what God wants to try to present to us all the time. You are amazing creatures. And I love you right where you're at. No matter what. Right where you're at. It might be hard for you to realize that. But I'm always going to be there 100% hugging you, standing there, and loving you. If we can remember that, words of affirmation around us will always happen. To see that is amazing. And the verse I picked today was Micah 6.8, because really that kind of sums things up a little bit. But God's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate, compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. So if nothing else, think about God and that, that God loves you unconditionally. And think about Bette Midler's line. I know that I won't live forever, but forever I'll be loving you. Because that's my response I need for God. God loves me all the time. Ever, I'll be loving God. So may you go forth and share words of affirmation. Say Merry Christmas a whole lot, because that's a good one. Everybody takes that as a positive.